Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your girl, Mitzi, and this is Mitzi. Let's think about it. Today, we are thinking about rent. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, I'm pretty sure I am not the only one with that issue. So luckily for me, I have a special guest on my show, Karen, who's going to be giving me her insights and how we can stop this horrible, horrible problem. So Karen, I guess to start it all off, thank you. And what made you dive into communications to help people like myself stop rambling? <laughs> well, I always like to say I'm a recovering rambler myself, so I definitely get it. I have been there and I trained myself. So once I did that, I said, I got to do more of this. But my history has really been, my whole career has been under the umbrella of communication. I started in HR and then was a corporate trainer and have been teaching people how to speak with confidence for most of my career. But the rambling part is the thing that I really, really realized that, oh my gosh, I have to stop doing this. So many years ago, I thought, okay, and here's my number one tip for everybody. Pause. When you notice you're rambling, stop, pause, and say out loud, my point is this. Oh, it helps point. us. Yeah. That's, because, that's and interesting. Yeah. And, and uh, for some people, if they don't want to say that out loud, then let yourself pause and think about what you're going to say next and have that point. Because too often we don't say our point up front. We may know what it is, but we're not communicating it very well. Yeah. So and we assume the other person needs all that extra information. And it's like, totally. Oh, yeah. We and don't. That's- and I, think, I think even one time somebody said, I'm an intellectual rambler. I mean, I, I was like, well, at least you said I'm intellectual, so I'll take that. But I mean, what does that even mean? An intellectual rambler? Was that just a nicest insult that somebody gave me? It's funny. Well, I will say I had a really good dialogue with somebody about the difference between tangent, a tangent, and rambling. Because I thought, huh, initially I would have thought a tangent was the same thing. But she made a point about you can have a relevant tangent. And I thought, you're absolutely right. You can. It's really about what is the intent of the conversation or the meeting or the talk or whatever you're doing. Because if we're rambling all over the place and it's unfocused, that's when there's a problem. But when we say, hey, I'm going to take a tangent for a moment because of this relevant story or this relevant example, then just make sure that you come back. So, okay. I'm not the, I'm not the brightest. So for me, when you said tangent, is that like kind of like a rant? Oh, no. What does tangent mean? It means, yeah, no, I'm glad you asked. And that's a good one for everybody to be on the same page about. It's when you take the conversation in a different direction. So, a tangent is really, hey, I'm, we're going to talk, like, let's say you and I were just chatting right now and went, oh my gosh, I had the best meal last night. And then we start talking about this amazing restaurant or whatever. So that would be considered a tangent. And then it's a, I would call it a relevant tangent to go, okay, do we want to keep talking about restaurants? Because that could be a good and productive use of our time. Or do we want to go back to the point of the message. 
Mm, that's interesting. So how do you necessarily know if someone is a good communicator then? Oh, if they're clear in what they're saying. So I, I really liken it to, I have something called the confidence cocktail, by the way. So okay. allow me to serve that to you right now. Please. <laughs> and it is connection, credibility, and clarity. So when you're a good communicator and you are drinking this confidence cocktail, what people are experiencing from you is connection, clarity, and credibility. So if we go back to, okay, well, what makes a good communicator? Clarity is absolutely key. Okay. Okay. So if you're, if someone is rambling and they're going all over the place and it's hard to follow them and you're going, what is their point? I, I'm lost or I'm confused or there's so much stuff that they're just throwing up at me right now. I am trying to figure out what the heck this all means. That's when you know someone isn't a clear communicator for sure. So when we state our point up front, you say, hey, like today my focus is going to be on Right. We go back to amazing restaurants or like in my case, it's today our focus is confident communication. And one of the number one things to avoid is rambling. And here's a tip on how to avoid it. So right away, you know, oh, this is what's coming. Okay. okay. But if I were to say, oh, Mitzi, thank you so much. Yeah, we're, I'm really excited to talk about communication. It reminds me of when I was a little kid and, you know, there was this going on in my life and this, and, you know, I, and, and then I did this thing at work and I really, I'm, I'm just so glad that communication is such an important part of this topic. I mean, you, you hear how that's just all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It makes more sense. So I guess, is there certain words that we are supposed to be avoiding? Because someone said that you shouldn't be using um and like a lot. Like those are the two big no-nos. I mean, is that right? Or are there more words than those two? There's more than that, but those are ones that are the more common ones. Now, here's what's also interesting is technically um and ah aren't even real words. They're filler words. So if you look up well, I've never actually looked up um or on the dictionary, <laughs> so you could call my bluff here. But generally speaking, those are not even words. They get in the way of our credibility because when we're saying um, um, and ah, uh, like, you know, I mean, those are now words that are real, but like, and you know, but when we say these words repetitively, it makes us look like we either don't know what we're talking about. It makes us look nervous. It makes us look unpolished. And there's a lot of reasons why to avoid those. But what you want to do instead, which is easier said than done, but it's just to pause. See, pausing is hard because like, how do I know when to pause? And do I breathe when I pause? Or do I count to five when I pause? Oh, not five. Five's too long. You know what I mean? Like, how do I know when's the right time to pause, especially if you're talking? I mean, that is... I know it sounds easy said and done, but in reality, it's not that easy. I mean, it, I feel like pausing sometimes is awkward. You know what I mean? It's that awkward silence. Like, how do you get over that awkward silence where it's like, oh, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it does feel awkward to the person when you're speaking. And I get it. I feel the same way. Now, what's important to remember is that this whole time that you and I have both been talking, we have been pausing. 
Oh, well, we've been pausing. We don't even realize we're doing it. Well, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Exactly. If you and I had been saying things like, um, uh, you know, um, uh, so repetitively, that would make it really seem like we are unpolished, don't know what we're talking about, not good communicators. So the key is, first of all, let's let there's a few things I want to say, because you mentioned you were, I know you were kind of joking, but five seconds, do I count to five or whatever? It's definitely, I do not recommend a five second pause unless you are really trying to dramatize something. But most mm-hmm. pauses are less than a second. And the key is to punctuate the spoken word like you would the written word. So what I mean by this is yes, you're writing an email. You don't think twice about putting a period, a comma, a question mark. You know, you're punctuating your sentences. And yet when we speak, it often becomes a run-on sentence. So that's where that, um, uh, you know, so like all these words get in the way because we often don't know what we're going to say next, or we might actually be nervous. And then saying all these extra words that don't mean anything get in the way. And so if you think about the spoken word as punctuating, then you can close the gap a little bit better. And sometimes it's really interesting. I always recommend as a tip for everybody to record yourself, record yourself, listen how you sound. Even if you don't want to do video, at least record audio. And I know most people hate the sound of their voice, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I always tell people, well, wouldn't you rather hear what everybody else is hearing? Because I have a newsflash for you. You are the only one in your head. <laughs> like nobody else is in there with you. So, cause people always say, oh, I sound so much different in my head or I like my voice in my head. That's because you're used to it in your head. Mm-hmm. But once you start hearing what other people are hearing, then you can also listen back and ask yourself, do I like the way I'm coming across? Or you might find out, oh my gosh, I said, 40 you knows in five minutes. That's my problem is, you know, you know, is you it? know. So I'm going through my editing sometimes when I just do it by myself. And I'm like, goodness, Mitzi, stop saying, you know, nobody knows. <laughs> so I know what you mean when you, when you just said that, but it comes down to like the intimidation. Like sometimes I feel that I have confidence, but then I feel, then I encounter somebody and then it's just like, oh, intimidation overload. And it's just, mm-hmm. I, it, it, it ruins me. So tell me, I know I'm not the only one that has this issue. How do you resolve this intimidation problem? Yes. Well, you mentioned something earlier that I want to say yes to. And you said, mm-hmm. do you breathe? What do you do? So taking a moment to allow yourself to breathe when you're pausing can help to regain your breath. It can help to ground you as well, especially if you're breathing from this wonderful muscle called the diaphragm right around your stomach. Mm -hmm. So breathing deep into that, that can help you to, first of all, breathing helps us naturally calm down. And if we're stressed, anxious, or intimidated would fall into either one of those categories, then we're going to naturally feel more calm. But I would do that in advance as well, because if you're intimidated by someone or something, 
go into the bathroom if you're in public somewhere or in your house just breathe or sing or do something dance get some of that nervous energy out before you actually have to speak okay i like that i like that very much i think another good question is how can you tell the difference between a just a fast speaker and a rambler because sometimes they get mixed in the two just because you're not listening to everything that they're saying because they're speaking so fast so how do you differentiate i don't know how to say that yeah differentiate yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah do that. Yeah, well, and that is a really good reminder because when people are talking so fast or when they're rambling, the same result happens. We start tuning out. Okay. Okay. And if we have to burn too many calories to figure out why somebody is talking, <laughs> we are not going to keep listening. If it takes too much work for our brain, we're not going to keep listening. So as far as the differentiation part, though, when someone is rambling, they're not sticking to any point. They're going around the topic. It's hard to follow them because they are unclear. You're trying to connect the dots in your head to what they're saying. So that would be a rambler. Now, a fast talker might be really clear, but again, they talk so fast, you still tune them out because it takes too much work to keep up with what they're saying. But it's actually, as far as the result, that's the important thing to keep in mind. But it isn't really that different, whether whatever the speed of their talk is related to them either rambling or being off on a tangent and talking fast, or not off on a tangent, rambling or talking too fast. It's basically, oops, I'm sorry, excuse me. Um, it's basically the idea that if you speak too fast or you're rambling or you're on a tangent, then people are going to tune you out anyway. So we got to figure out, okay, what do I, and this is a question that I always ask myself too, what do I need to do? What do I need to adjust to be more focused, to sound more credible, to sound more intelligent, you know, whatever, whatever thing you want to talk, you want to be is directly related to clear communication for sure. So it sounds like to really be able to tackle rambling is that you have to pause and you have to take a second and just really think about it and really realize what is your point. And after you pause and you think about it, do you have to talk just slower then so that the point will come across? You know, I wouldn't what happen necessarily... if you... No, I wouldn't say talk slower. I would say be well paced with vocal variety because just What's because that? you uh uh-huh. what does that what does that mean? I'm okay. sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but what no, does I'm that glad mean? you I'm so glad you're asking because this is so important that it's so it that it is clear. And this is a good example for me to remember that I'm stuck in my own head sometimes. So well paced means you don't talk too fast, you don't talk too slow. And the way that you can figure that out. Going back to what I'd suggest is record yourself, listen to it and ask yourself and maybe get some feedback from other people or hire someone like me as a coach to listen back to it and go, okay, here's where you could have more vocal emphasis. So nobody wants to hear a monotone voice where it's blah, 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 blah. 
Mm-hmm. You want the vocal variety. So notice even right there, I'm raising my pitch a little bit and then I'm coming down a little bit lower. And then I slow down a little bit at times. And then I might speak a little faster to make a point. It's adding variety in your volume, your pitch, and your pace. That's I what that like means. That. I like that very much. That's very interesting. Hmm, that's a thinker for all my listeners out there. I hope this has really made you guys think about your communication and your speech differently because I guess I guess I do have a real quick question though. Yeah. Please. There are people out there that just naturally have a monotone voice. That's just their tone. It's just naturally monotone. Like I have a friend and he's just naturally monotone. Like I hate talking to him on the phone <laughs> or in person because it's so monotone. It drives me crazy. But it's like, do those people have hope or they're just stuck like that? <laughs> yes. We all have hope. I just, it, I wasn't, born out of the womb like this either. We have to work on ourselves. And ultimately we have to decide what do we want to work on? Because at the end of the day, I always tell people, this is your choice, how you come across. And we can flex, we might have a natural intonation or a natural way of being just in general in the world. And if you're happy with that, then no need to change it. But the bigger question I would ask anybody to think about is what do you want as far as impact? What impact do you want to make? Because if you want the promotion, you want the job, you want the business deal, you want the better opportunity, those all go to the better communicator. Mm, Look at that. So that's at the end of the day, even if you have a natural intonation to be monotone, then you've got to work a little harder at it. So think, okay, start with one step. And one step might mean I'm going to put a little vocal emphasis like that emphasis on one of my words. And then maybe next time I'll breathe a little bit longer during a pause. So there'll be a break in my speech pattern. I see what you're saying. Okay, so let's go back to what's the breathing real quick, because you can take a breath, but you can gasp for air. You know what I mean? Like I've heard those. Yes. And it's like, goodness gracious, what is going on here? I mean, what would you do in that instance? What is your (laughs) tips on that? Gasping or no gasping? (laughs) I would not gasp unless you're trying to make a point like, (gasps) you're not going to believe what happened. Or the next thing in the story. But thinking about making sure that you pace yourself. And that is where with cadence that can help just in the that's same thing, really pace yourself, cadence, having that in there. And if you are slowing down, just at a natural pace, take a moment to pause and breathe. Because here's the problem. If we gasp or we make an audible noise when we breathe, People might start getting nervous for you, or they might now be distracted because of your breathing. And I'm thinking about an example of this. This has happened to me twice in a yoga class where there's somebody in the room that sounds like they are moaning for sounds that you would have in the bedroom. (laughs) And both times I have done reels on this on Instagram around 
distractions from your message. So you don't want to be doing something that's off or sounds weird for the environment that you're in. Yes, I like that. I like that very much. Thank you so much, Karen. This has such been a pleasure speaking to you and getting this information because let's be honest, I am a rambler trying to break the habit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there's other ramblers listening and I just want to say we can get through this together. <laughs> yes, yes, I did it too. We, You can do it. If I did it, you can. And I guess I know you already gave us some, so many great tips like breathing and pacing yourself and recording and all those great information. But what could be some lasting advice that you can leave my audience before we officially wrap up the show? Absolutely. I would recommend that you trust yourself. And that mm-hmm. is so important because I'm remembering one of my very profound stories, which is where I was speaking in a boardroom two executives and I was an executive and yet I was totally tongue-tied because I had this internal conflict about what my boss had suggested I present. And it was so bad that she had to shut down the meeting. And I left that room so embarrassed. And that was the day that I decided I'm never going to let that happen again. And she said to me, she was my greatest cheerleader and also my greatest challenger. But she said something which is very similar to what I just shared for your audience is in my case, she said, you didn't trust yourself. You could have said, I don't know why we were talking about this in the first place. Let's table this and talk about it at another time. That never would have occurred to me. And It is a reminder, what I should have done is trusted myself before that meeting when my gut said, this doesn't feel right. And that's when I should have said something. Your gut is rarely wrong. So trust yourself, trust your gut, listen to it, and then take action. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Karen. It has been a delight having you on my show and sharing your perspective and all these great tips so that we can think about rambling and communicating differently because this is a communicating world. You know, we are constantly communicating, constantly expressing ourselves in so many ways and so many avenues. And I think this is a great reminder that, you know what, we can say and speak and convey whatever that we need to convey, but we just have to trust in ourselves. And I think that's a beautiful statement. Thank you so much for that. And if anybody wants to know more or just needs a little bit more edge on their own communication skills, go check out Karen. I have a lovely photo on my website. You can go directly to her website right on there. Just just click on it and you will find more great stuff about Karen. Thank you so much again for being on my show. You're welcome. Well, and I was going to say, Mitzi, that for anybody that wants to, there's a freebie on my website, which is nine words to avoid and what to say instead. So, okay. Well, there you go. Go to KarenLaus.com and you'll see it right there. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to have to download that then. (laughs) I need that reference. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. Well, that's it. That's our show. Thank you so much for tuning in and always, always, always keep thinking y'all. Bye.